Hey, it's Darren from Bonfire. Thanks for checking out the podcast. This episode was recorded live on YouTube and Facebook. Head on over, you'll get the full Bonfire experience. Consider giving us a like and a subscribe. And when you do that, you help fuel more free content here on Bonfire Sports. Find everything you need, links and more, bonfiresports.ca. Now, enjoy the show. They say the best offense is a good defense, and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers defense showed up tonight. Welcome inside Bonfire After Dark. Darren Bombing, Zach Schnitzer, good to be with you. 26-12, the final score tonight. Bombers improved to 3-0. Ticats dropped to 0-3. Bit of a weather delay to get things going. That's why we are a little bit delayed. Good morning to you all joining us just after midnight here on uh Game day after dark. Zach, what's going on? How was the game for you in the stands tonight? Oh, buddy, that that is my favorite type of football. Yeah. Whenever you get Willie Jefferson with a pick six to put the game away, and I and I may be revealing too soon my turning point there, Darren. Yeah, don't give it but, away. But yeah. Unbelievable defensive performance by the Blue Bombers against a hungry, hungry Ticats team that that really let one slip away last week against Calgary. You had the Great Cup, you had the Great Cup rematch. You even had Bob McGregor, the Maestro, calling it that, and you got the white jerseys. My only problem was I only have white pants. I don't have a white jersey, and I don't have a white. <laughs> shirt <laughs> wait, 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 wait a second wait a you second. do not have a white shirt in my arsenal wait wait a second you have white pants but no white shirt I, i'm not saying yeah, those two like things go together white... but how often is how often is that the case where you have white pants but not a white shirt like everybody has a white shirt who has white pants <laughs> they're kind of Ooh. a they're kind of a cream colored i don't know my wife <laughs> bought them for me they're i don't need more denim. i don't think we need more detail we don't need more detail but okay, you got, you got your you got your your homage to your late father on your jersey 48 uh Zach you know um it was cool to see the whiteout at IG yeah. Field tonight it was cool to see still lots of people sticking it through somewhat crummy weather uh I you know I know people that decided to not go to the lake this weekend because of this storm system uh 23,600 was the official announced attendance at IG Field tonight just want to give a shout out to like everybody watching awesome numbers, like uh, watching live on YouTube and Facebook, jump into the live chat. We'll get things um, fired up here uh, on a steamy, steamy game day after dark. The Bombers moved to three and oh, what's maybe the, the one play of the game, Zach, that stood out to you the most before we dive into, you know, what we saw run game defense from the Ticats from Claris and the, the rest. I, I I don't think anybody could disagree with me, Darren. Adam Big Hill <laughs> yeah. just absolutely 
smoking Stephen Dunbar. You know, the, the Ticats were, were, they needed a drive to get back in the game. And he just skewered him in the back. Ball pops up to Nick Taylor. Yep. And Nick Taylor, by the way, he was cradling that ball all the way to the sideline and partying with the ball. Oh, my God, was that a hit. And and when you're a Bomber fan in the crowd and you see it, now, of course, you never want to get injured. No, yeah, the Dunsky catch but, was but you, but you do want to you do want to exert authority. You do want to exert oh. physical um, fear, right, and and physical presence. So this is football. Like that was a oh. clean legal hit. Nothing wrong yeah. with it. You know, some people in my Twitter mentions talking about you know Dane Evans throwing a suicide ball, as they call it. Um, so you know, either either way. That play was one that really seemed to be, um, you know, the final nail in the coffin for this game. Uh-huh. The, the tie cats really couldn't get much going throughout the game. It was a field goal fest in the first half. The defense really showed up in the second half for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yeah, we can talk about lockdown D and and a great run D. And well, the tie cats don't run the football. They kind of do a little check down game. That's the way they, they use Sean Thomas Erlington, Don Jackson, healthy scratch tonight because they had some ratio issues, but that offensive line and Hamilton looked Swiss at times. I think people know what I, what I mean by that. And, um, you know, uh, Jefferson and Jeff coat and Jake Thomas had some great plays. I don't really understand that penalty against him. Um, yeah. leg, leg whip or whatever it was, but like those guys in the front really came to play and helped a defensive backfield. That is, you know, a, a, a like a new starter in Malcolm Thompson at safety and a new starter in Demario Houston at boundary corner. And I was, I I'll be honest. I, I was worried about Demario Houston. I, I thought he struggled last year, albeit it was his first year last year, Darren, but I didn't, I mean, I think he tied with the lead in tackles tonight with six. Uh, you know, you don't always want your DBs to tie to tie with the right. lead in tackles. But what I didn't see with Houston is I didn't see him get burned. They went I, after him early, didn't they? They yeah. were going after him early, 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 like lots. Yeah. And he, and he, and he held his own. So good, pretty for, good. good yep. for him. It's hard to step in for, for. Winston Rose, an all-star, perennial all-star, a pick machine who, albeit had been picked on early in the mm-hmm. season. But uh, yeah, hats off to Demario Houston. Thought he played in a, a solid game. Uh, if we can look at some defensive numbers, I'll try to make them a little bit larger here so people can can maybe see. Um, you know, Adam Big Hill and Kyrie Wilson with five tackles apiece. Uh, and Dietrich Nichols leading the way with six. Um, I didn't see them go after Dietrich Nichols too much. You know, sometimes, as you mentioned, you know, you don't want your DBs to, to be leading the team in tackles because it means they're they're being targeted. I don't know if we can read too much into that. You know, we we sung Dietrich Nichols' praises uh, on game day after dark here on Bonfire Sports last week. Um, it was really, to me, the defensive front of the Blue Bombers that, that did the most damage, you know? Um, I asked Willie Jefferson this, like, like this, this is interesting to me, Zach. I asked Willie Jefferson after the game, I said, 
you know, there was a moment there before your tackle for loss, Willie, before your sack, before your pick six, where I'm thinking to myself, man, Jackson Jeffcoat's in the backfield all the time. Like he's getting yeah. pressure all the time. He had that great pass knockdown. I think it was in the second quarter. Like I was like, wow, Jackson Jeffcoat might be the defensive player of the game in this game. He's all over the place. And then Willie comes out and one ups everybody and gets his oh. fifth career touchdown in the Canadian football league. Like what a monster play that was. And uh, I'm not sure exactly who made the play on the pass that put the ball yeah, kind of right into to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, couldn't see it in the stat sheet. It, it, it looked like 30 something. I mean, it could, could it have been a Houston? I'm not sure, but I mean, uh, someone was right on the guy over the top and, uh, the receiver it got tipped away and uh boy oh boy there there is nothing I, I there is nothing a bombers crowd likes more than willie mm -hmm. jefferson picking a ball off not to mention running it in for a touchdown like i i don't know about you darren i, I i'm guessing you didn't do this and and my 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 buddy drew mandel from illegal curve who came with me didn't do this cuz i'm i'm trying to bring him over to the dark side uh pun intended <laughs> but i took off out of my seat and i ran up and down section 128 up and down the stairs giving people high fives like oh hustler was into it he was up in the loge section the princess auto loge section oh my god did we have a good time man like that's what life's all about the the the, the Willie Jefferson picks a ball off, takes it to the house, basically puts the game away. Absolute gold, buddy. Your voice tells the whole story. Are you sipping tea there? I think you are. I, I, and uh, as my as my as my compatriots on Road Twelve and One Twenty Eight, uh, Logan and Aaron and David and Steve, you know, they, they say, "Hey, we noticed you're sipping tea at the end of the game." Uh, I'm like, "Yeah, I have no voice left." <laughs> 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 that's great though you know shows uh like who was it brady Oliveira? i think spoke about that after the game it's like you know it wasn't a sellout wasn't even near a sellout like ten thousand short of a sellout which is a big stadium relative to the rest of the canadian football league at yeah. thirty-three thousand plus but at tw with twenty-three thousand six hundred there rain soaked lubricated probably uh and and the rest they were extremely loud, like very, very intimidating for opposing teams to deal with that crowd noise. And probably a reason the Blue Bombers are what, like 20 and one in their last 20, like since 2019 at yep. IG Field, like they are locked down, protect the house. It's beyond impressive now. You know, Kolaris keeps racking up his individual wins, quarterback wins, you know, take that with a grain of salt, if you will. But uh, Winnipeg wins with defense. This was a, a chip yeah. shot game all game until the defense put the offense in field position to win and, or to, to continue to, to add up points. Nick Dembski left this game, Zach with a ankle injury, left ankle injury. I saw him walking off the field in the second quarter or third quarter, pardon me. Um, uh, with no shoe or sock on his left foot. So mm. somewhat of a positive, like if it was a very, very serious injury, they don't take the shoe off. 
right? Oh, so okay. maybe that's a positive. I think it's a good thing the Blue Bombers have a stretch of time now that they're off. Yeah. They play a week from Monday. So they've got a long, like, what is it? That's Saturday morning now, but you're going from Friday to the following Monday. Yeah. So, you know, 10 days roughly between games, um, you know, they'll, they'll be in, in Toronto on July 4th um, to get healthy, to, yeah. uh, you know, lick your wounds after a real grudge match uh, as, as I described this game. Um, but man, Nick Dembski is a dangerous man. He made some great plays. He does it with grit in breaking yeah. tackles and he does it with athleticism in his speed and his uh, breakaway ability and running routes. And then the way he turned his body to make that catch to oh. set up the Brady Oliveira touchdown right before the half. Like, wow, what amazing body control, what great skill Nick Dembski yeah. has. Uh, he is a special player, man, and, and deserves all the accolades he gets, man. He he does. And, you know, it's always Dembski for me. And and even <laughs> Drew, who's a always hockey Dembski. guy, agreed. It's, it's always Dembski. And I might be using hyperbole here, but, like, it always seems to be Dembski who makes that key play to start the engine of the offense, Darren. Mm -hmm. Like that, like you said, there'd been a couple field goals. It was a, it was a tight game, defensive game, hard hitting game. Hey, like it was a physical game. I thought. Yep. Uh, and absolutely. And it then, was. Yeah. They were smacking each I other. Believe, like it went both ways. It went both ways. Yeah. And I, and, and, and I believe Kalaris uh, throws, he throws a deep ball to Dalton Schoen which mm -hmm. he missed him on the outside on one-on-one -on -one coverage. And it was it not the next play where he hits Dembski with that unbelievable catch uh, to set up, to set up the touchdown at the end of the half. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. The, the 40 yard catch to the one. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's, it's Nick Dembski. He, 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 he always seems to be the one to, to break it wide open. And, you know, he almost has 100 yards. He doesn't even finish the game. Yeah. Six catches on seven targets for 96 <laughs> yards. And averaging 16 yards a catch, too, which is a really healthy number. If, if we can talk about big catches and big, deep plays, I want to talk, you know, I have some thoughts on Zach Kolaris, but let's highlight Greg Ellingson and that opening shot on the first play of Winnipeg's first offensive possession. Hamilton presumably lost the toss because Winnipeg got the ball to start the second half and I yeah. think the wind in the fourth quarter. But uh, regardless, Winnipeg, to have the cojones to take a <laughs> shot like that on your first offensive play on the second offensive possession of the game. Like Hamilton, yeah. what, did, what did they do? They, they went like two and out or a few four plays and, and then punted and then first play deep shot lays out. Greg Ellingson makes an unbelievable catch that looked to be the play of the game. And then it was just play after play after play. The blue bombers offense and defense made the kind of, you know, like, Oh yeah, that's right. He had that big play right at the beginning of the game, 46 yard catch. Um, and Zach Kolaris asked about it after the game by Paul Friesen of the Winnipeg sun. Is that scripted? Do you have that plan to take that shot on the first play, or do you wait to see what the Ottawa or pardon me, the Hamilton tiger cats uh, show? 
And Kolaris said, you know, it, it very well may have been scripted, but I don't want to know. He's like, I tell Buck, I don't want to know. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to know until 10 seconds before I have to like say it in the huddle or 10 seconds before I walk to the line of scrimmage. He doesn't want to know because he'll probably get in his own thoughts about it. Like, oh, okay, I got to lay it out here. And where's the safe, you know, okay. overthinking it a little bit. He just wants to hear the play, go make the play. And I think uh... it set the, I think it set the tone for the game. You know, I was really impressed with that. It was, it was a short drive, but, but that, one shot got them into field goal range. Mark Leggio, 45 yarder, longest of the yes. season, made it yeah. three nothing Winnipeg, and, and away they went with the kicking game. Tell me what you saw from legs tonight. I, Darren, I was uh I was impressed with Leggio. You know, no question. He, he goes three for three on the field goals, two for two on the point afters. And and it, they weren't just chip shot field goals, right? Like the, he hit yeah. what were a couple a uh, couple of forty yard large of forty five yards, yeah. Um, great great field goals. Uh, his kickoffs were nice and deep. No kickoffs out of bounds this time. His punting, I mean, the the air time on those punts. He had a couple of good directional punts. Now two of them went for singles. You don't love that. He was so but, close. He but was they were so close. close. They like were that, close. that one that one sidewinder he had in the first half. I think yeah. it was in the second yeah. quarter. He really put yeah. like a, a you know a sidewinder on it, and it rolled out like three yards into the end zone. And it was just yeah. like, oh man, he was this close to pinning Hamilton deep, where Winnipeg could have easily gotten the ball back inside yeah. the forty. You know yeah. that that would have been a phenomenal play. Um, very close there, very close on another punt, but there was some where he just launched them, you yes. know, uh, yeah. a 51 yard punt, uh, you know, uh, was a single, uh, in the third quarter. Uh, where was the long one? I, I know I have 70, it 73 or something, 74 yards, blasted it. Yeah. On their own 50 and he just crushes it, but <laughs> field goals tonight, he was, he was perfect. You know, he hit yeah. from 45 then he hit from yeah. 30. Uh, then he, uh, hit from, uh, 41, uh, and made all of his converts, you know, yep. he was, he was a, I think he was the blue bombers leading scorer tonight. No surprise. He was. Uh, Cause Radio, I think he had three singles. Right. Yep. So, I mean, it, it worked. It, it absolutely worked for, uh, for Mark Leggio tonight. I, I think. You know, we, we were talking about who your Walby's warrior would be. I, I might yeah. give it to Mark Leggio for, you know, closing, mm. you know, sh shutting out all of the noise that's been around and, and having a great football game where especially early, like I understand it's a 26-12 game, but especially early for the mentality of the team to say, like, we're in it, we're in a fight, you know, we're leading at halftime. They wouldn't have been without Mark Leggio. They wouldn't have been. And field no. position that was something I asked Zach Kolaris about after the game. You know, he mentioned legs by name. I asked him about special teams tonight. He mentioned Mark Leggio by name and how good he was. The cover teams were really, really good tonight. The special teams were excellent. Zach Kolaris yeah. talked about complimentary football, uh, and that's the closest or the, the best that they've played in complimentary football. Offense helping the defense, helping the special teams, helping the offense, and around and around you go. That's complimentary football. Yeah, it was. It you know, it wasn't. They didn't blow the doors off the tie cats. It was a tight ball game. But yeah. listen, Darren, 
one touchdown allowed in three games. Mm. One. That is absolutely phenomenal. And that is your 2021 Blue Bombers dark side defense at its finest. And we're seeing it bright and early in the 2022 season. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it's not like you're playing uh, the dregs of the quarterback world. You know, Jeremiah Masoli <laughs> threw up over 300 yards in two games, in both games. Dane Evans is a good quarterback. Mm, he's okay. He's at okay. times. I mean, okay. at times. He, can he threw be, for 400. Right? He threw for 400 and right? something yards last week. Yeah. In a loss. You know, but tonight, I don't know. He wasn't very good. Quarterback efficiency but, rating of 55.4. He finished 25 of 42. That's 60%. No touchdowns. Two picks. Maybe the Jefferson one. I don't know if you can hang it on him, but either way, continues to turn the ball over. He had 237 yards passing, which for a Blue Bombers opposing quarterback, it's a good number. Don't you agree? But, I love this comment the, from waiters. Expect the Bombers to put Willie Jefferson in the ring of honor next home game. Very well could be, uh, of course. Uh, I really, um, there was another comment here I wanted to to draw attention to. Yes, Kevin, who was our first contest winner on Bonfire yes, Sports this year. Yes, he was, Mr. And I think, Golfer. Yeah, yeah, he's headed out to uh, my, uh, see my good friends at Scottswood Links in Elm Creek, Manitoba. Quick jaunt down Highway 3. Beautiful course. Um Jeff Coat looked amazing tonight. He really did. I thought Jeff Coat played as well as anybody. Jefferson's going to get the accolades. He's going to get the the you know the the mentions and the talk and the highlight reels. Absolutely and deservedly so. But Jackson Jeff Coat was a workman today. Lunch pail, hard yeah. hat, went to work, got the job done against a beat up uh, Hamilton offensive line. But they were all in the backfield. Like it, it was just like there was a party in the backfield every time. And uh, uh, Dane Evans didn't want to be at that party. He did not want to be at that party. And and I think Dane Evans, like he can throw up over four hundred yards. You saw what he did in twenty nineteen. Yep. But they they had a you know to be fair, and, and O'Shea talked about this. They had a little bit of a, a beat up O line. Hamilton did. Um, you know, Revenberg was out. Van Zyl was out for a bit. He came yeah. back. Alex Fontana. They had a, yeah, Fontana. So, okay, you know, uh, that that's not going to help the Ticats, but still, I mean, you, they were just in his kitchen all night. And I think, I think what they showed in the 2019 Grey Cup and, and last year's Grey Cup until he got injured was if you get Dane Evans off his spot and you make him uncomfortable, yeah, he does not no play well under pressure. Now, you, you, you contrast that with a guy like Jeremiah Masoli, who I think plays really well under pressure. He's good with his legs. He's accurate on the run. But but we have, and, and I, I'd be interested to see when we play them again with, with a fully healthy O-line, Darren. But I say we have Dane Evans' number. And when you don't run the ball in the CFL, and I get they have this run and shoot offense where they're throwing two, three yard hits or dumps. And it's like, okay, it's basically a run play. But when you don't run the ball, I think, I think the Ticats had what 30 something yards of of rushing. They're not, there's not even a threat of running the ball. But they do this that check defense. down. They they do that check down game, right? Like there yeah. there was a time here in Winnipeg where there was criticism on, 
well, you know, you guys aren't running the football very much. You're not using Andrew Harris in the run game. And it was, well, right. you know, it was check down alley. Like those are the Drew Willie days, right? Man, yeah. we talk about Drew Willie a lot here in 2022 <laughs> on Bonfire Sports. <laughs> We've got some funny. Willie-itis. Yeah, right. <laughs> Willie peg. Um, well, we just got through a ridiculous winter peg. So, you know, maybe yeah, that's that's why we're we're on Drew Willie. But uh, you know, it, it was about the check down game. It, yeah. The check down game isn't always about everything's falling apart and I gotta check it down. Sometimes it's designed that way. Sometimes screens don't look so perfectly executed that it's like oh wow look how it's perfectly over the o-line there's a bubble and and the screen works right there's different ways to play that short pass game to give your running back a little bit of space to make someone miss or, or to um you know uh get downfield three four yards before contact right instead of right. just you know like the way the blue bombers use brady Oliveira, and that's bang 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 in the middle all the time right so um you know, they, I wouldn't say they're one dimensional. I would just say that when their offensive line is beaten up, like you mentioned them, right? Like, like Chris Van Zyl, one of the best in the league, um, you know, maybe not having his best year so far, I'm told, but, um, when he's banged up in the game, when Alex Fontana's down, when Brandon Rebenberg, one of the, like maybe the best guard in the CFL, um, is down, uh, Kyle Saxelid is another Canadian offensive, like they're banged up and they have to start Americans on that line that probably yeah. haven't been in the league very long. And, you know, Don Jackson, excellent player, can't play, can't, you know, healthy yeah. scratch because they, they just don't have the, the ratio, um, you know, flexibility. So it worked to the Blue Bombers' favor. And especially in the second half, somebody mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm, your thoughts on this, Zach. Why are the Blue Bombers or how are the Blue Bombers so good in the second half? What is it about, like, is it halftime adjustments? What are you, what are you thinking or, or seeing in their play in the second half? Because they just seem to figure it out and lock it down. I, I, I think it is. I, I think it's adjustments. I'd, I'd love to talk to a coach about this, but I suspect it's adjustments because it happens every single time. Uh, and, and I think you add another ingredient, psychology. Hmm. I think they're in the other team's head. Like, yeah, teams are not scoring. First of all, they're not even scoring touchdowns on this team. And if they do, it's not in the second half. And teams are, you know, they're getting three points, zero points in that fourth quarter. I think if the Bombers are ahead, which they were tonight again, my goodness, it's just and you and 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 I'll I'll just jump on this because uh, Drew and I were were arguing about this. Uh, I I liked when when the game is you know deep in the fourth quarter and and it's on the line. I like to be the armchair quarterback, Darren. And we were hanging on to a thirteen point lead, and there was about three minutes left. And I and I and I knew that the Hamilton Tiger Cats were going to run blitz. And yet they ran, they ran Augustine right up the gut for no yards. And then the next play, Kalaris kind of, no one was open. He scrambled and fell down. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, they're going to run blitz. There's going to be one-on-one -on -one coverage. Throw, you don't have to throw a deep ball, but throw, throw a dig, throw a curl, which they did on the second, the, the next possession where they ran out the clock. I believe it was Bailey 
on the boundary side. Yeah. But Drew said to me, and I'm like, you're, you're a hockey guy. Shut your mouth. He says <laughs> they trust, they trust their defense. And, and, and I, it's hard for me to, it, it's not super appealing, you know, to, to, to just say, oh, you're just going to go two and out and play conservative at that point of the game. But it's working. Who am I to say, don't do it? Like play conservative because they trust that you're, you're talking about that defense, right? The defense just shuts teams down. Yeah. And, and, and the team, I, I expect the teams know it. They know it when they're down in the fourth quarter and, and they get spooked and, and Dane Evans starts to get happy feet. That that's my theory. I would love to hear an X's and O. I, I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Like I think a lot of, a lot of it is probably, I'm, I'm going to tip my hat, which everybody's talking about tonight. I might have to get some of these made up for, uh, for, for everybody out there, Zach. Uh, but you know, I tip my hat to Richie Hall. You know, yeah. we talk all the time about this Blue Bombers defense and the numbers and the sacks and the big plays. And man, you know, like Willie Jefferson, Jackson Jeffco could be the best bookends in the league. And, you know, Brandon Alexander blows everybody up and they got corners that are making great plays and, and Dietrich Nichols and Mercy Maston and Adam Big Hill and Kyrie Wilt, like all of these guys, you know, Jake Thomas and, Casey say it like, you know, add in Tiadric Hansen. And yeah. it's like, you know, you know what? There, there's all these dudes, there's all these great players. But what is the common denominator? Because it doesn't matter who's on the field. This defense should like they lose their safety. Yeah, we'll, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll grab this guy who has two games in the CFL and, you know, has had real misfortune with injuries in Malcolm Thompson. You know, Winston Rose uh, has two tough games. Well, they still allow one touchdown in those two games and now one touchdown in three games. He can't play the third game. Pop in, you know, practice roster DB or, or you know, he's been on the roster, uh, but that reserve DB and a second year guy in Demario Houston. Yeah. Hamilton went after him. No worries. Everything was fine. You know, Jackson Jeffcoat misses week one. It's okay. You know, bring in Wilcots and uh, Cedric Wilcots and LB Mack. Like, yeah. what's the common denominator here? The system, the way they play, their identity, and clearly what they see in the first half, what Richie Hall and his staff see in the first half has to be, in my opinion, has to be a big reason why they lock things down in the second half. I think it comes yeah. down to just between the ears yeah. football experience and knowledge and intelligence right that, that, i tip my hat to richie i i think you nailed it man i i uh i wish we just would have heard your point and not mine like just don't ask me any more <laughs> questions darren you're el fuego as as they like to say uh dan patrick uh <laughs> well, man you you were in the crowd tonight enjoying yourself i was sitting you know i'm sitting there in the press box like oh, okay are we gonna start on time like what's happening here you know but, you're but, you're down yeah. there having a having a, a coldie as Chris a, i had a couple of coldies uh drew bought me a uh my favorite uh, Brazen Hall, ju Juicy Pale Ale, love those. I think he liked it too. And then we had something else. I don't remember. He had some chicken tenders. They were pretty good, actually. Like the same chicken tenders that come on the Wolby Burger. 
yes, I saw a group of people trying to eat a Wallby burger. There was like seven or eight dudes. <laughs> really? I, like the guy hold there was one guy holding the Wallby burger. And he was like, he he looked green. And I said, dude, you're not just eating. Can you imagine like, like can you imagine chipping in on a burger and you're the guy who has to hold and you're probably just left with the bun. You know, like one guy grabs all the chicken tenders. Another guy grabs a couple of the patties or the pickles or whatever, it's just like, oh, thanks. I got a loaf of bread here. Um, <laughs> they, were, they were, oh. they were chipping away at it, man. And then, and actually I told them to hop on the show after, but I think they were, already well lubricated i, oh, I saw it's friday it night back. baby it's friday night i saw we're here, we're here to entertain not be entertained everybody what? out there watching we're here for you right so we're join the live you. chat in. well and I, I was hoping they would join but uh there was a group of about 10 women in a bachelorette party and oh, one, was, one was drinking from a cup that uh, i won't necessarily repeat what it looked like and they offered me a was drink. Was it of the, the male influence? Yes, they offered me a drink oh, of said cup. And I said, no thanks. And they booed me. I wouldn't me. share a cup with anybody at the best of times. I wouldn't yeah, care. They like, booed you know? me, Darren. I was like, no, I think I'm good. They're like, boo, you suck. I'm like, maybe, okay. a, maybe a championship mug I would share with someone else. But like a stranger yeah. at a football game? Eh, yeah. It was section 141. Uh, Jeff Kabila said there there was uh, – oh, he's saying eating a Walby burger would be my death sentence. <laughs> I want to yeah. meet this Jeff guy. You and I can can crush a Walby burger, okay? But I think I'm it was Greg saying it was section 141 where that Walby burger was going down. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we just, got a, we just got a notification in the chat. Uh, oh, was. yeah. My old pal Jeremy from uh, Red yeah. River, old college pal. How you doing, Jerry? Good to see yeah, you in there. Jeremy Everybody. <laughs> but, Darren, but seriously, you, you were talking about the defense, and you're right. I mean, look at all the different guys that came in the Clemens and Wilcots, and Adamson was in there. You've got Demario Houston coming in. You've got Malcolm Thompson only in his third game. I mean, Donald Rutledge Jr., another rookie. Donald Rutledge at a huge like, position, like yeah. Sam linebacker. And it it all works. And and I guess the other thing that it might point to is how solid Adam Big Hill is in that he awesome. can captain that he defense. Is. No matter how many stats or, or, you know, that he gets or doesn't get. He, you got to think that he's captioning, uh, captaining that defense, and whoever's in there, they, they're locked and loaded. And then that secondary, you've got Nick Taylor, right, who's back there coordinating things. Oh, you've got that, that play. Glass. I'm glad you mentioned Nick Taylor because that play in the first half, where yeah. it turned into a pretty yeah. big, yeah, big uh, tie cats gain. He dove at that ball and, you know, from like maybe a distance or a, you know, a tough angle, it'd be like, oh man, he went for the interception. He missed and, and blew a big play. The reality is he laid out to knock that ball down and missed by this yeah. much. Nick Taylor has shown to be rock solid, like a great yeah. veteran piece in the blue bombers defensive secondary. Um, I'll give him a, I'll give him a game ball tonight because uh, you know, he he's been good all season long. Um, Want to mention a couple texts. People have been hitting the, where, where am I going? the hotline. See, 
You and I are supposed to be switch spots. You want to play a little? Want to play a little switcheroo? Whoop! Oh my god! Who am I? All of a sudden, my IQ has jumped several points. <laughs> right, right. Wow! It, like my head, There's my head too small. All of a sudden, yeah. my head's big and right. <laughs> no, well, the reason I like to put us this way is because then I can go hit the yes. bonfire hotline eight one six tips eight one six eight four seven seven. Lots of texts coming through tonight. Uh, you can leave a voicemail too, but. Texting seems to be the way of the 2020s, um, <laughs> probably the 2010s too. Um, if I see a Tom Canada jersey at the game, we win. Has never <laughs> failed me, says Jordy on the Bonfire Hotline. Nice. Um, Tyler, uh, or pardon me, Robert, aka Comet, who's often uh, in the live chat. And we know Comet's is. real name. Yeah, like you, oh, you got to see this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Maybe you can't. He's just all right comment texts just texts and texts and texts but uh you know what I don't, I don't even know if i can get to them because he's just had so many thoughts but comment love the passion uh appreciate this how about this sack joe pritchard from chippewa falls wisconsin checking in thank you defense i prefer not to rely on them to keep opposing teams under 20 points every game but for now they've given the offense some time to work out the kinks I think that's an absolutely on-the-nose assessment from Joe in uh, Wisconsin. Um, the offense has been good and then not so good. Yeah. And they're hitting on their deep shots for the most part. Um, you know, I, I think um, uh, Rashid Bailey has gotten yeah. better every game. I think yeah. uh, Greg Ellingson has been awesome excellent every game uh dalton schoen had a nice play tonight uh nick dembski came out tonight tough to see him go down uh with an injury and and obviously no update uh as usual from the winnipeg blue bombers or mike o'shea um but what i saw from zach kolaris tonight and this is what i wanted to share with you zach is i saw um a lot of high risk throws, a lot of dangerous throws, as I like to call them, like into right. dangerous areas, small windows, double coverage, guys in the vicinity, safety help. But then with danger and high risk comes reward. And yep. the receivers are doing a great job. They're getting yep. open, they're making catches. Uh, Nick Dembski made a catch today that I think will be often overlooked. But just the way he reached out on like a crossing pattern to Kolaris's right. And the way he reached out and caught the ball just like with yeah. his with his fingertips. Like yeah. awesome. Yeah. I don't think like th- those often get overlooked because it's just like, oh yeah, crossing pattern, catch, you know, no DB. The way he made that catch, the way he pulled it in and and, and made positive yardage after the catch, man. I can't get enough of Dick Dembski. He he is he is just a treat to watch. Yeah, and we we certainly hope he isn't out any long term. He was really mad when it happened. I saw him just screaming and hitting the ground. I thought he broke a bone, but um, yeah, I he like you said, he was walking off the field at the end of the game. So someone is saying the Bachelorettes took my pants. Um, no, <laughs> they did not. Oh, you no, got your white not, pants. Yeah, I got. Are you the sure white that's pants. not your? That's you sure that's not your skin? <laughs> I 
I'm really not this pasty, folks. I, I think I'm doing better with the lights tonight, though. I turned that light uh, I bought on the side. It's a little bit better. See, my my lights here are just a little warmer. That, that's yeah. All. You got warmer you know, lights. You I, I look well. Lights. Somebody was chirping me for wearing colors of other CFL teams. Uh, you know, green, green last week. I'm wearing yeah. red. I'm a little bit. You know, am I in some Calgary Stampeders gear? No, no. I just enjoy color. <laughs> enjoy, you know, colors I'm, I'm are like, good. Like, wait, this guy, this guy, he's wearing a Bombers jersey. He's the fan. I'm not wearing a Bombers jersey. I'm in the press box. I'm the reporter. This is the dichotomy we have. This is how we and do it. And it works. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I, how about this text uh, from Emerson Klimke? Says he listens to every podcast, texts after the game. Uh, Willie Jefferson is the man. That's it. That's the text. Is what Emerson Klimke texted into the hard to argue. fire hotline. Hard to yeah. argue. Of that, he had a he had a thought on Dane Evans that we, we already touched on today, but um, this is something you and I talked about earlier, Zach. Um, and I, oh, this is Andrico texting on the Bonfire Hotline, uh, and he's texting a few times. Uh, not on topic of tonight's game specifically. But what's everyone's opinion on the True North chant during the anthem? Oh the yeah, glorious in blue. He says he likes, uh, but the True North thing is weird to me, given that it's not a Jets game. We talked about this on Bonfire Midweek, I think, right? Yes, we did. And we'll see everybody back here live Tuesday night at 7.30 for Bonfire Midweek. Um, I think it's a little weird. I do. Yep. I think it's a little weird. Don't like it. I mean, last time I said I don't mind it, I heard it again today. It was too loud. It was almost as loud as as the, the free blue chant. Nah. Yeah. Nah. It's not a Jets game. Seawalker says it right. It's not a Jets game. Come on. Um, it's homage to the corporation that brought NHL hockey back to Winnipeg. Jets aren't playing right now. Just my take. They sure aren't. Jump, jump yeah. into the live chat, everybody. I want to know your thoughts on the True North chant at the Bombers game, at the Gold Eyes game. Maybe you're at the Winnipeg Ice game or a, a U of M Bison's game, and you hear that True North chant during the national anthem. Maybe you're somewhere else, and and. Like, that's the thing. If it's in Winnipeg, I think it should be at a Jets game. But let's say you're at a Kansas City Royals game and they're playing the Blue Jays. And you're the guy or gal hollering true north. Isn't that kind of like an identifier of like, hey, I'm from Winnipeg. What's yeah, up, for everybody? Sure. For sure. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I, I can have, see that. That's Scott cool. Roger mentioning, you know, the moose. Yes, of course. The the moose game. Oops. Uh, the moose game is is the the other one. Probably okay to to say true north. Uh, I, I'm with Jeff Kabila's. Uh, oh, pardon me. The, the live chat is coming in so hot and fast. Yeah, I can't even click on. I can't even click on the the one I want. Uh, yes, this one, <laughs> this one here, I think I got it. Yes. True North at a gold eyes game is even more ridiculous. Agreed. Um, love everybody, uh, popping in on the live chat. Um, can, can I, can I just tell you something that I've noticed 
We we talk in football about you and I have talked about this a lot. Consistency, Darren. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of one hit wonders in the CFL. There's lots of guys who will throw a Joey Elliott who will throw for 400 yards in 2012. But there's a guy on the Bombers who is bringing it every week in the offense with the almost the exact same number of receiving yards, and that's Greg Ellingson. Tonight he had, I believe, let me pull it up, I think it was 73 with a, with a 24.3 yard average, 12 yak yards, one of 30, one of one of plus 20. Like he's the deep shot guy. He is the deep threat and he's getting 70 yards plus three games in a row. Nobody has ever called Greg Ellingson a deep threat or a burner. But here he is. And you and I talked about this off air, Zach, you know, because people were talking about like the bombers are missing a deep threat and, you know, they, they don't have Kenny Lawler anymore. Like, you know, they're not using engineering grant in that way. They don't have that burner. I don't think you need it. I really, really don't. Everybody wants Tyreek Hill on their football team. Well, maybe not everybody, but (laughs) a lot of teams want a guy like that on their team, like a lucky whitehead, you know, like a, like a Shaq Evans who, yeah. as you mentioned, uh, down with injury right now. Did you mention that? Or did somebody no. else? Somebody else. He's got, uh, credit, no. I, think he's got a, <laughs> I think he's got a fractured ankle out six to eight weeks. So that could seriously affect things for Duke Williams and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I think they'll be okay overall. They just have to play better than they did last night. Holy cow, what a tire fire that was. Just mistake yeah. after mistake. And the Riders fall out of first place in the West. Calgary plays... I'm digressing big time. Calgary plays uh, tomorrow against Edmonton. You could probably pencil in a W for them. We'll, we'll see. Uh, nine point favorites last I saw, uh, but that's that's first in the uh, in the West Division right now. The Bombers and well, they have it until 7 p.m. Saturday night. We'll see. Yeah, they but, still uh, have it. In, they still have it. Well, what's the tiebreaker if they're both three and zero? It's in division. So it's probably the Calgary. Uh, I think it's head to head, and then it comes down to points against one another. Oh, is it? So oh I thought see. it was in division. But uh, yeah. Well, the, the point I was trying to get to is you don't need that specific guy, that specific skill set to have a deep threat. Yeah. It's all about setting it up. It's like play action. You, you know, set up the run, set up the run, run the ball like the Bombers did tonight. They did it fantastically through the first half. And then we saw play action become very effective in the third and fourth quarter, especially the third quarter. Um, It's the same thing. You set them up with crossing routes. You set them up with, with shallow posts and, and, and shallow corner routes and then go straight up. Nobody was expecting it on the first play on offense from the bombers. And and there's your deep shot. So it works. There's your you know? there's your deep shot for Ellingson, and and he may not be. I don't know his speed, Darren. I don't. I don't think he's like a four two forty or anything. But what he does I don't have, think anybody's is, a four two forty, or what you know what I mean. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, he's not. He's not a burner. He's not the lucky whitehead. Who, by the right. way, when, when Milt Stiegel was on the podcast a while back, he said Lucky Whitehead's the only guy in the CFL who had Milt Stiegel speed. But yeah, when you have the size. You have the route running ability. You have the hands of Greg Ellingson. Yep. And then you now have Dalton Schoen. You know, you have John here saying Dalton Schoen's there. 
They've got and and then let's not forget Bolo, who stepped yeah. in when Dembski went down. I think he got a 17 yard gain on a key second down conversion. Uh, hey, love to see that guy come in and produce for the Bombers. So Agreed. I just they have those receivers. I think what I would like to see on offense is is a little bit more creativity with with uh, Johnny Augustine. Okay. I, I we were talking about this with my mother-in-law in the back seat on the way home and this guy's got speed to burn and I noticed maybe they tried to run him up the gut. I, I'm not sure what buck maybe you have a thought here or people in the chat but you know what what's bucks thinking changing it up with with Augustine and Oliveira all the time. Uh, but if you're going to throw Augustine in, maybe pitch it out to him a little bit. You know, maybe throw him a screen. Uh, get him out in space. The guy is fast, fast, fast. I'd like to see a little more of that. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not calling down Buck Pierce because he knows what he's doing and he's winning. But it's just something that I'm interested in. Sea uh, Walker saying Augustine only maybe had three touches tonight. Yeah, he only had two. Two. So Drew Brown you know, carried the ball more and had more right. yards than Johnny Augustine, as you see yeah. on your screen right now. Right. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, hop on over to youtube.com slash bonfire sports, sub up, watch the show, uh, and then you'll see uh you know Zach's uh beautiful uh tea mug as he nurses his sore throat after screaming all night at IG Field. And Jeff Cabela says <laughs> I don't look as over when I'm on this side, so I like it. We might want to keep it this way. You don't look but as what? What did he hung say? over? But I'm I'm not. I don't, I'm not hung over. <laughs> no, I I have two. I have two beers a game max, and they're not the massive ones either. Um, can I just say one thing about Augustine that I liked though, or not sure. Augustine? Sorry, Oliveira. I thought I thought Oliveira had a nice game, and there's one thing he did in because we got to remember he's young he's he's really just starting out as the, as the feature back for the bombers i know everybody keeps asking for augustine but olivera made a guy miss clean and the guy he made miss was big teddy laurent he made he did a he did a he did a spin move he would have been caught in the backfield ted laurent is one of the premier DTs in the league, Darren. And Oliveira put a move on him and w- and made made something out of nothing. And I thought, okay, now we're starting if this continues, now we're starting to see the new Andrew Harris. I'm not saying he's nearly there yet, but I think that's what the wow. bombers see in him down the road. I I have two thoughts. One. Ted Laurent probably isn't still the force he has been. He's an excellent football player, continues to play at a high level. I just don't think he is a take-over-the-game defensive tackle like he has been in years past. Um, No knock on him. Ted, if you're listening. Ted's teammates, if you're listening. No knock on Ted Laurent. But... I think they're, uh, you know, he, he's just not as game impactful as he has been. Also, you're talking about making a defensive tackle miss. If you're a running back and you can't make a d- defensive tackle miss, there's a problem. 
Um, <laughs> but it's good to see Brady Oliveira. Like he's got that, like everybody talks about Johnny Augustine's um, skill set. What I like from Brady Oliveira is his shiftiness. Like he's able to jump cut and move between the, um, uh, you know, running inside. He's able to, to move into the holes very effectively. And the Blue Bombers are just employing a power run game. It's, it's three yards and a cloud of dust, as they used to say, right? So, no, Brady Oliveira didn't average a ton of yards. I think he had, uh, what was his average? 3.7 yards per carry. And as you see his numbers here, 56 on the ground on 15 carries. Had the touchdown. Uh, kudos to Brady Oliveira after the game, saying that's Dem's touchdown. Of course, Nick Dembski being uh, who he's referring to, a 40-yard catch. Uh, great body control, as I mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, to pull that ball in, 40-yard uh pick up for the blue bombers right before the half uh to set him up on the one and Brady Oliveira punches it in and gets the uh gets the uh well what do they call it the Hardrick hop the uh IG field <laughs> leap I don't I don't like what what's what's the name for it now Zach I don't even know I don't know I don't know are they doing the staircase climb now or what yeah well like Willie Jefferson uh head over to my Twitter or to our Instagram uh, bonfire.sports on IG. Uh, I've got the celebration from the press box, uh, like a video of Willie Jefferson essentially being mauled by yeah. fans and then, you know, coming down the stairs and, and celebrating with his teammates after uh, his <laughs> touchdown. But um, the Oliveira Augustine conversation is going to continue. Uh, I think we're at a point now, Zach, where this is the reality it's Brady Oliveira's backfield. Uh, they're going to use Johnny, but if Brady's going like he was tonight and yeah, it's three yards of carry and three yards in a cloud of dust, but he got the job done. It, it yeah. worked well enough to pull the defense close to the line of scrimmage where there opens up the, the play action, in the pass game. So, um, you know, maybe they just like him as a between the tackles runner. Yeah, I think they do. And then, like, who are we to argue? They're three and zero, and and they're playing well. Oliveira's average isn't the best, three point seven. Although you know he he did have a long of ten. I don't see them running outside the tackles much. I don't know what to make of that because we did see that with Harris last year, and he'd he'd rip off some big ones running outside, outside of the, the jet, tackle. Yeah, outside of the jet uh, jet sweep, right? Yeah. Well, there's the we saw a couple jet sweeps and those work, but I'm but I'm just talking, you know, yeah. running running to the to the right outside of the of the right tackle to the left outside of the left tackle. Not so much like the big horizontal sweeps. I I don't know if it's just me, but I haven't seen a lot of that. Yeah. No, I I agree. I I like this. I, I absolutely agree. They they just they have a specific style of running the football and. They do what they do. They go smack you in the mouth. Here's a great comment uh, from Ryan Friesen, who, by the way, is not Paul Friesen of the Winnipeg Suns' son. But he said Ryan, I think he was in Bonfire Midweek, saying Ryan Friesen, parentheses, Paul's son. Right. There, right. there are more than one Paul Friesen. There, there are more than two Paul Friesens in Manitoba. One's an author. One is a writer for the, free, uh, for the Winnipeg Sun. And then it could be Ryan Friesen's uh, dad, Paul. But... Now I will truly digress. Um, 
Ryan yeah, Friesen saying you've used your digression uh, quota. Don't you have a buddy saying you have to stop saying that? Yes, yes. No I do. more digressions. Well, it's I will. A... I will progress into this comment from Ryan Friesen. Say, here's a direct quote from the team. Says Ryan Friesen, quote. If we can come in and be the most physical team by the end of the game, we've already beat up teams to where they don't want to finish. End quote. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no doubt. Uh, that is the way the Blue Bombers like to play. Smack you in the mouth and, and yeah. get it. You know? I love that comment, Darren. And 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 that maybe is an, an, an interesting answer to what we were talking about earlier is how does this defense shut people down no matter who's playing, who, which parts are subbed in and out uh, on the defense. And maybe it's because that power run game has just smacked the other team around so much mm-hmm. that, that, you know, the, the team is just kind of pummeled into oblivion. I get it's the different side of the ball, but. But, no, but, but that's the thing, you know, like, like you and I have talked about it on shows past this year, Zach, right? Like what have I, what have I always said about uh, the run game and run blocking on the offensive line? They love to do that. Because yeah. they can exert the authority. They can dictate the physical. Because they're going and hitting the guy. Yeah. I, same goes for the run game. Yeah. Right? They're run blocking, but same goes for the running back. Brady Oliveira wants to be the hammer. He yeah. wants to make their linebackers, their D linemen, you know, their DBs coming down to the box. He wants to make them the nail. Yeah. Maybe that's a part of it. You know, Brady has got a lot more weight to him. Yeah. Than yep. Johnny Augustine. Brady has a lot more, um, he has a lower pad level, right? You and I talked about this in a couple of shows ago. Um, and sorry to, to recycle it, but it's it's apropos right now. It's to the point. They use a big ball. I would say the ball is about two and a half feet high, big rubber ball. And they the running backs will like run through the bags or run through the ladder, and then they they drop their shoulder and they roll off the ball with their, mm. their shoulder pads in their back. It's about getting the pad level low. So whoever is trying to hit them or tackle them, they're getting lower than them because then you're going to, you see with Andrew Harris, every time Andrew Harris runs, it's getting the pad level lower than the opponent. And then what happens? You can drive forward and pick up two, two more yards. Yeah, for sure. And and what's the difference for two more yards? Well, if you run for four, now it's six. Yeah. And now you're second and short. You're second yeah. and manageable, right? Yeah. Versus you got to throw the ball because you need to go six. Yeah. Um, maybe that. Maybe we've kind of theorized the reason why we're seeing Brady Oliveira and not Johnny yeah. Augustine. Yeah, and, and more Johnny Augustine. They, and just that they beat teams down, and maybe it's not pretty, but but it works over time. Do you think that translate though? Though we were talking about that defense and how they can shut the offense down. Mm-hmm. Uh, translate do you, do you see where the offense is just um or or sorry the 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 tight at defense just gets beaten down even if even if they're not on the field for a whole lot of time does yeah. that translate do they sort of limp off the field and then the offense sort of picks up on that and they're like oh these guys are getting beaten up and <laughs> and it sort of gets in your head I, who knows i do want to ask about this uh roughing the passer on jake thomas people are talking about that I didn't actually see it, but everyone around me said it was a complete BS call. What did you see there? I, I didn't see it close enough to to know exactly what happened. Um, but yeah, by all accounts, they called it a leg whip. I don't even really know what that is. 
Yeah. You know, an, an arm whip, I'm immediately thought of, oh gosh, there was that offensive lineman for Edmonton four or five years ago. Jumped around the league a little bit, but he was nasty, man. He would really, you know, one of those guys that would like gouge your eye out in the pile or pinch you, you know. Walby tells me those stories of those guys at the bottom of the pile. Like, you don't want to know what goes on at the bottom of that pile. Like, it's inhumane dungeon uh, stuff, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and an arm whip is when, like, let's say an arm's across my body and I, I crank it back on him. You know, I guess a leg whip is, is using the leg to like whip the guy. I, I'm not exactly sure what happened. They sure called either. it a leg whip. I've never heard that before in a, in a pro football game. Yeah, I, I have not either. It's interesting. I, I, I like to see Cam Lawson out there. He got a tackle for a loss. Hey, Darren, in the second quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice play from, uh, from Cam Lawson, uh, free agent signing the blue bombers, uh, made this year from the Montreal Alouettes and a Canadian. Um, I, I really like that. You, and um, you, you, you mentioned, um, you know, we were talking about this with Liam Dobson, you know, everybody wants Liam Dobson to come in, especially uh, last game where Jeff Gray was struggling. And then you, you saw Liam Dobson. I'm not saying he had a bad game, but there was one play that stood out where he got. Well, we, we saw Liam Dobson at tight end. Right. Yeah. So he was outside of Jamarcus Hardrick on the right side of the line. And I think it was Julian Houseware. Yeah. Hauser. Yep. Hauser. I, I, I keep looking at the spelling of his name and it screws me up because it's, it's <laughs> what I have it here. It's H O W S A R E. Hauser. 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 I always thought it was Hauser, but or it, Houseware. It Maybe he's in the housewares. I, I don't if know. If you say Hauser fast enough, it's Hauser. Hauser. So like Doogie, we'll go with that. Uh, but, you know, there's a digression for you. Uh, <laughs> it, Hauser made a great speed move on the outside. And Liam Dobson, you could see him. Like his, he's built for American football. I don't know if he's built for Canadian football yet. I'm thinking his body will change quite a bit. I remember Sook Chung. First year to second year with the Blue Bombers, his body changed significantly. Um, Yeah, it it was Sook Chung. Um, There's been lots of players whose bodies change from first year to second year. Liam Dobson's a good football player. He's got tons of potential. I think he is a future starter in this league. He reminds me of Dom Picard. Like big and round and low and you ain't getting past him if you take him straight on. But right. Julian Hauser is a great player. Like he could do that to Jamarcus Hardrick. He could do that to some of the best tackles in the league. Yeah. He put uh Liam Dobson on on skates a little bit and and really had him moving in in a way his body wasn't prepared for, or maybe his mind wasn't prepared for, and you know, took down uh Zach Kolaris for for a 10-yard loss. Um, maybe not how they want to use Liam Dobson, but yeah. because Michael Couture is out uh and on the sixth game. Uh, with an upper body injury. Um, we presume it's an upper body injury, nothing listed because he's on the sixth game. Either way, there's Liam Dobson needing to be that sixth offensive lineman, not right. Chris Kolonkowski, and maybe a little bit tougher, uh, you know, when in those in those tight end sets. I think the Blue Bombers maybe need to be a little bit more careful when they're using that package to ensure the ball gets out quick 
or they're running it or going away from from that way because it, it caught them. It definitely caught yeah. them. And, um, you know, it was early enough in the game. It didn't uh, didn't have too much of a um, of an effect. Right. 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 But I don't know, man, like <laughs> overall, I, this was this was just a this was just a great night at the park. I mean, yeah, through one interception, but I, I kind of find as we've talked about, he's he. He's a high risk, high reward guy, as you said, right? And he's he's going to get picked off here and there. But yeah. the offense is balanced. They're not putting up tons of points, but they're balanced. They make big plays when they need to make big plays. Uh, the special teams was good. I'd give them an A. You know, a couple for the, uh, except for a Agreed. couple of, of single points, the, they were great. I think they only had one um, holding call on a return, whereas last game they had a few. Uh, there weren't a whole lot of penalties. It was a pretty clean game, and then of course the defense did what the defense does. And, and, and that the biggest play from from Hamilton was was a play where Nick Taylor, like you said, was was millimeters away from from knocking that away. And so this team under Zach Caleros is what now twenty and one in meaningful games. In meaningful games, except for that meaningless. Uh, they have that loss in Calgary. Toronto last yeah. year, week four, week five, whatever it was. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and uh, Jeff Kabilis adding, you know, with the special teams, there wasn't any big return. They had one decent return, but that was called back on, on a holding. I mean, all three phases did what they had to do. Yeah, and it, it, I'll ask you this, and I don't want to be hyperbolic here, Darren, but. We talked about is this good? Is this team as good as last year's team just on the depth chart? And you we'll said see. yes at the we'll beginning. See. We'll see. Uh, right now, they're looking pretty darn good. And they're looking pretty I'm darn Hamilton, good. If I'm Hamilton, and I and I walked in here, yes, they were beaten up on a short week, but they just limped out of here, licking their wounds. Like that team had a bit of a beatdown put up on them. And uh, it's fun to be a Bomber fan when you are on the, not the receiving end of the beatdown, let's just say. Right. Yeah. Like I, the, I was just looking ahead. Get your fill a bowl yes, uh, on uh, the new section of bonfiresports.ca. So, 3-0 to start the season and now in Toronto on July 4th in BC on July 9th. That's a quick turnaround and you're going from Eastern to Pacific time and playing two games in my math is really bad. What? Six days. Like it's going to be tough these next two games and then you come home to Calgary at Edmonton at Calgary to wrap up July. Yeah. Uh, this next stretch is going to be really, really big for Winnipeg. So, you know, to your point about, um, you know, are they as good as last year? Like I could ask a million players on the team that, or the coaches or you're never going to get a response because no. they don't care. They really don't, no, care. They don't care. They don't care no. if they're better than last year. The 2022 Grey Cup, Grey Cup 109 is not Grey Cup 108. It's not Grey Cup 107. It's Grey Cup 109. 
So it doesn't matter. Uh, that, that's how the Blue Bombers play football. Um, we're going to see, though, over these next three, four games, what they're really made of, um, especially if Nick Dembski has to miss some time. Uh, but, you know, being without Michael Couture, I think they're okay, but I think it hurts. I, I do want to mention this before we wrap things up. Uh, and thanks to everybody who's been hanging out. Like, numbers are awesome. Uh, yeah. appreciate everybody's support get down and, and hit the thumbs up and if you haven't yet subscribe uh, but those likes and comments like even after the live stream if you're watching this on the replay get into the comments give the thumbs up if you're watching on facebook give the like all those things help us so very much uh to give you this uh, great free content uh on here here on bonfire sports um jeff gray had a couple bad plays says travis uh, rubinick uh both have to, room to improve um it'll be interesting battle to watch as far as gray and, and liam dobson here's what i noticed and i found this fascinating zach especially early in the game where did they run brady Oliveira? to the left Every mm. time they ran him behind Jeff Gray and Chris Kolonkowski, they ran him behind Jeff Gray and Stanley Bryant. Were they working away from Micah Johnson or Julian Hauser? Maybe, but they were going to the left. So maybe they expected with changes and, and Jeff Gray being the least experienced on the line, maybe they'd expect them to go behind Pat Newfeld and Jamarcus Hardrick while they went to the left. And they kind of stuck it with the left. I even saw it in the second half. It was Brady to the left. So um, I don't think that contributed to the numbers being this or that. But it was just interesting to see the Bombers stick it to them. Like just say, we're going to the mm -hmm. left. You know, we don't care who's in. You know, there's your Michael Shea mentality, right? <laughs> you know, I, I do have to tell you... Um... I, I, you know, we got to get into our happy honker and our, uh, yeah, let's do our it. Wall, all, our Walby's warrior and our Westwood's wide to the right. I, the Westwood's wide to the right is, is I'm going off the board here. Cause I am seeing so, yeah, I, I, I see so many mentions of these hats that, that, that <laughs> our fans want. Yeah. And Darren, you gotta, you gotta give them the goods. Give the people what they want. Well, this is what I'm thinking. This is this is the new bonfire sports design. Can we get a Ooh, oh. on a black hat would be or gray or yeah. even white? Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments. Um, yeah. Or we can just stick with the the traditional B. I like the B. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, shout out to my boy Maddie who uh, came up with the bonfire sports B. Uh, great work on the graphic design, but yeah, I think we got to get some some gear made up. I, th I think it, it's enough people are asking. Kevin uh, Sproul saying he wants a toque. Uh, right. I think that's bang on. We we got some toques made up too. Uh, you know, I, I gave them all to Nick Kowalski because he came with me to uh, uh, to the Grey Cup, but. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, it's been a ton of fun, you know, Zach. Okay. So let, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Um, you're wide to the right is you, well, you brought up the hats. Is that what you're talking about? Is that your wide to the get right? People hats. If we don't get people hats, we're going to keep getting wide to the right because, uh, because yeah, we, we got to get, oh, I, I we got to get, 
we got to get people hats. Okay. That's all I'm okay. saying. And, uh, and the, the, where do you want to start? Wallabies, the Wallabies warrior for me, buddy was Mark Leggio. Mm. I know Jefferson had, had the pick six. You stole mine. You convinced me. Oh man. That guy was under. Oh man. Now you're going to make me pick a new Wallaby. No, warrior. we can both have a Wallaby's warrior. That's the kicker. And if Wallaby knew that Wallaby would, 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 be a warrior so, and he'd uh he'd come down and crush our heads but uh, you convinced so me so i convinced you with the with the reasoning of you know blocking out all the noise going yeah. out there on a home game in crappy weather and playing his best game as a pro i would say best game as a pro handling all three duties only his third game <laughs> higher pressure at at home uh listen he he brought it today he got the two singles that Maybe you don't want, but they, like you said, they were close. And I'll say this. If you get a single after like a booming 76 yard punt, I'll take it. I, I, like if you can hit the ball that hard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I I like that. I think I think my my happy honker. It's between Chris Kolonkowski, who came in again and did a good job. You know, we don't notice when someone when someone snaps the ball well because we just expect it. But you come in, you come in in your second game ever, your first start. You you snap the ball low, you snap the ball high. Yeah, yeah, you could you could have some trouble there. So I think he should get some love. Um, who else did I think of my look? Kyrie Wilson is always the happy honker. Because under, he's unsigned, under, man. Like, yeah, unsigned. Guy just makes yeah. play after play after play. I could, you could give it to Demario Houston. Yeah, who who came There's in? Waiters mentioning that. I was thinking about Demario Houston. You, you know, did a good job tonight. Yeah. So, and I'm then, going and to go, well, go, okay. go. go ahead. No, no, no. You wrap it up. You wrap it up. You well, I'll, I'll say, I'll say that the the turning point of the game for me, I think, and you got all your features down, hey. Well, uh, no, I'm just thinking of them as I, uh, I'm just coming up with them as I'm thinking now, um, <laughs> which is saying not much. I mean, how can you not do the, 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 the bonfire sports turning point uh, to that Willie Jefferson pick six? Yeah, that's I still probably... need to know who tipped it up, mm. but that's, I'm... that seemed to just put the game away for me. It was 18 nine. So it's, it's a two score game, but then, yeah. then you're at 26, nine or 25, nine, 26, nine, 25, nine. No, Zach, come on, do your math. Uh, 25, nine. Yeah. Yes. At that point, you're thinking the game's probably over. Right. Well, you can even go to the series before that, where they got good pressure on Evans on the first play. And he had to scramble for three yards. They hit Poppy White for nine. And then it was Erlington tackled in the backfield by Willie Jefferson. And then a 10-yard sack from Willie Jefferson. Like at that point, they're trailing 18 to nine and couldn't do anything. Winnipeg goes two and out. And then three plays later, Willie Jefferson's in the end zone. So yeah. it was just those two series um, yeah, that's a good point. midway through yeah. the fourth quarter uh, that they really got the job done. Uh, I'm with Travis a little bit, uh, you know, being uh, he's being colorful here in, in the way he put it. But what an absolute textbook collision from Adam Big Hill on 
Stephen Dunbar Jr. Oh, um, beautiful. Unbelievably done to um, to just like Chris Welby likes to talk about alligator arms. You know, like receivers will suddenly their arms will shrink because they're worried about getting hit, and they they you know that natural thing to bring your arms in and protect your body. Um, you know, from from a collision. Uh, Adam Big Hill was awesome tonight and, and it was highlighted by that um oh. i'll give my Walby's warrior to demario houston because he stepped up and you know even though they went after him early he didn't yeah. let it phase him he played a really strong game um that said <laughs> i don't think dane evans or the offensive line did enough to help uh you know their pass game um what are what are the what are the uh the What's the outline for the Happy Honker Award? Who do we give that to? It's the unsung hero. Like, so oh. for me, it was, you know, Chris Kalinkowski. And I think it's, I think you, by default, you always have to give it to Kyrie Wilson. <laughs> but, sorry, I'm just <laughs> laughing at the, the chat Wilson here. Award. There's some good stuff. Uh, yes. Who should I give it good. to? Um, <laughs> I'll look on the defense and I'll give it to, oh, who did I like? Oh gosh. You know what? Uh, because Willie Jefferson is getting all the accolades and gets his fifth touchdown in his career. And we just talked about, you know, his play on those two consecutive series to lock down the game. I'll give it to Jackson Jeffcoat. He just played rock solid all night long, got into the backfield, had a great pass deflection, uh, had a tackle for loss, um, you know, which was, was nearly a sack. Uh, he did a great job tonight. So th that's my happy honker. Uh, so I got my warrior. I got my Westwood's wide to the right. What am I going to do for Dembski on the wide to the right? Uh, yeah. I'm going to say it's, it's the Hamilton Tiger cats, just not running the football. Like I don't understand yeah. their strategy there. Like, yes, I talked about their, you know, short pass game, the check down game, all of that. I just don't get it. I don't know why they don't run the ball traditionally to, to open things up. You know, maybe it's not Dane Evans. Maybe it's, it's just defenses know how to play, know how to play yeah. against them. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, it, I like Jeff's comment here. Happy honker goes to the white Jersey and blue pants. Yes. It works. I agree. I don't mind that look. I don't mind that look. It looks like the Winnipeg rifles, new uniforms, not blue pants, but just that look reminded me of their new uniforms for 2022 so keep an eye out for that uh if you like nice looking football kits um yeah. hashtag rifle up uh the Winnipeg rifle, rifle up, Junior Club. yeah well let's leave it there uh awesome awesome response from everybody tonight uh it's well after 1 a.m sure hope uh everybody uh has a safe and happy uh, and healthy weekend. Uh, stay cool. If it's hot, stay dry. If it's raining, we could very well get a lot of that, but uh, enjoy it. Uh, your football team is 3-0 and and first place in the CFL. And uh, yeah, let's let's see maybe Calgary lose and, and stay in first place, Darren, just from a fan perspective. But uh, yeah, fun night at the park tonight. And uh, thanks for everyone for joining. And uh, nice to finally meet you, Aaron. If you're still on there, we got a picture together and I got to see Bomber Woman again. She's healing up well and retired guy. And uh, yeah, a great night at the park. And, and thanks to uh, 
Mr. Drew Mandel for, for joining as well. And uh, I think I've moved the needle on him. He, he may be moving over towards the bomber, the bomber side. He'll, he'll never leave the confines of hockey, but, uh, but good to see him there. I'm with you waiters. We'll see you guys Tuesday night for bonfire midweek. The bombers are off until Thursday uh, in preparation wow. for that next Monday, like 10 days from now, uh, right. roughly uh, July 4th, their next game in Toronto uh, against the Argos. So uh, everybody will get a chance to rest up. Zach, you and I, we're still going to be on the ball and, and get things going on bonfire midweek on Tuesday, but thanks to everybody out there uh, for joining the live chat, watching live on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter or listening to the podcast afterwards or, or watching uh, afterwards. Appreciate all of you. Phyllis is listening live while she's driving home. Uh, nice. Hopefully uh, you're driving safe in the dark and, and in the rain and, and uh, dodging uh, any weather. Uh, take care of Phyllis and, and everybody um, who uh, who's out there uh, supporting us here on Bonfire Sports. And uh, and Neil and Pumper, I'm going to do my best to meet you next time. It didn't happen today. Too hectic. Good guys. We'll I know those out. guys. They're good guys. I know those two. They're, they're really yeah, good. I want to meet outstanding you. Outstanding gentlemen. So, yeah. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Bombers win. What was the score? I can't even remember anymore. 26-12. They're 3 Yeah, baby. Here they go. got past 19 points. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Okay, everybody. Have a great night. Take care. Good night, everyone.